You're not about that life, champ. I can see it. Game over, man. Game over. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk. Playoffs? You kidding me? Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Here we go. Play to win the game. That was one heck of a timeout. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. John is in trouble. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. DA Hunter sarcastically speaking about sports podcast. Sarcastically speaking about sports. Been a minute. It has. It's been a minute since I've been able to hit the streets with my boy Flynn. Yeah, back to fucking work. Holy shit. Back to work. There may not be a whole shit ton of sports on this one, so if you tune in for the sports, sorry. If you tune in at all, thank you. But let me know. Maybe let me know. And I can cater it to you because I'm pretty sure I probably have maybe seven listeners. Which is kind of bullshit. Well, no, actually, it's pretty good. Well, you, well when I'm in, since you've been doing a podcast, you... Like, 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 you. I've been doing a podcast for, well, what is it, seven years? And I have five listeners? No, that's bullshit. I should have seven listeners at least. Well, listener, one listener for one year. I guess. Yeah, well, hey, whatever. I think I made peace with the fact that I'm not doing this um, with the hope of getting rich or famous or anything. I'm doing it because I like to do it and I'm laying it down. And, hey, if somebody wants to pick it up, God bless you. It's in the news, man. What the fuck's in the news? Motherfucking Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre in the hospital with the fucking brain aneurysm. Hey, man, I'm talking about Dr. Dre over here, motherfuckers. You know? Yeah, see? Can't do shit. Motherfuckers will always just gotta talk through your shit. You know what I'm saying? But, um, in the hospital, I think he's in cedar cyanide. I don't know how big of a hospital that is, but... <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's big enough to save his ass. It should be. I mean, and if it isn't, why doesn't he just go and buy a hospital? He's got be he's he's Dre. You know what that means? He's got Beats by Dre money. Beats by Dre money. He sold. What well, didn't they sell? It? They sold it to Apple back in the day for a fucking billion dollars. So he split like a billion dollars with him and Jimmy Iovine. Shit's amazing. I mean, you just see how they created that shit. Which I also believe I've ranted over and over and over and at length about is the reason we have no detox album. Yeah. No detox album all these years. You know, he does the chronic, you know, up in smoke tour, all that. And it's like, all right, the detox album. That's, we've been waiting for that shit for like 30 fucking years. And now your black ass wants to get a fucking brain aneurysm? Man, you better fight through that shit and give us the detox album, motherfucker. For real. That's mean. But I, but come on, man. I got a theory. I think that he's done the detox album at least like three, four times. But once he's finished, he's like, this is garbage. And he trashes it. So look, do us at least this solid. Release the, the, the four failed attempts at the detox album. And we'll call it even, man. But we need the detox album. But tell you what, though, that motherfucker probably, he can't, I just remembered, he can't really buy a hospital. He, he's his, he can cut his shit in half because he's getting a divorce. 
Yeah. I mean, him and his wife were together for a while. You know, you watch that shit and that, uh, the NWA documentary, Straight Outta Compton, shows highlights and shows his exploits. It starts out with Newt NWA, it gets big. Group breaks up. He goes solo, hooks up with Suge Knight. Suge Knight shit gets tainted. He breaks out, goes solo his own way. Bam. Aftermath. Aftermath was kind of trash, but then he hooks up with some skinny motherfucker named Snoop Dogg, who, I mean, you want to talk about staying power god damn snoop dog aka the fonzie of rap dude that dude's been around forever it is it won't make a difference anytime he puts out music doesn't make a difference a hit or not he's like a cultural icon at this point now snoop deal double g with the braids with the receding hairline braids what the fuck i mean you know what i probably shouldn't talk shit because I mean, those are the receding hairline braid move is a dude that you're really trying to hang on. Okay. You're really, I mean, I gave up on hair the minute, the minute, the minute my shit was receding. I think my shit started receding the minute I came sliding out the birth canal. I look 37 years old, but I'm a baby. But yeah, I gave, I gave up on that shit because as soon as my, I looked, I was like, as soon as it started my hairline started to run away from my cute-ass face. I shaved it all off. See, folks like Snoop, they're like, nah, dude, I'm doubling down. I'm putting braids. I'm going I'm to accentuate and love the locks that I still do have, motherfuckers. I'm like, all right, but yeah. It's just a funny look. Stevie Wonder. I think Jerry Rice had that look. The receding hairline braid look. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. And you want to talk about a dude that can just ramble about nothing. You're looking at him or you're listening to him. That would be me. I mean, I I start this thing off, start talking about Dr. Dre's aneurysms. And then next thing you know, I'm talking about Dr. Dre and I mean Snoop's receding hairline braids. I think that's a testament to, to me. To the fact that I can hold a conversation because I can. I can do it. I believe that holding, holding a, a conversation, to be able to have a legit conversation with anybody is a talent, a skill, if you will, something that I definitely have. I can sit down and talk to anybody. And you want to know what the fucking key to that is? Let them talk about themselves. Boom. I just dropped some fucking knowledge on you. Just let people talk about themselves. They'll go on and fucking on and fucking on and on and on. At length and love to and then leave that conversation thinking to themselves. I really like that guy. I really like that. Guy. You know, the conversations I have with that guy, the, the, the conversations. With, we didn't have a conversation, motherfucker. I just let you talk about yourself for seven hours. That's why. That's how you become popular, folks. Shut your face and just fucking listen and just nod your head. And every now and then, you know, lead it to a different direction, because in all honesty, I do like to listen to people and you get somebody who likes to talk and who's actually interesting. So yeah, I can lead them down paths and keep asking them questions that, that make it interesting for me because what they don't realize is, is that I'm the captain. I had this realization on my return to work that, um, my return to work 
in that, I'm the type of person, and I don't even think, you know, I think some people may realize it, but I've realized it. And as far as work goes, without a doubt, without a doubt, I'm easily, easily one of, the, if you know me and you work with me, I'm top three all-time best coworker you've ever fucking had. Top easily. And here's what, I'm going to tell you why. Number one, as soon as I get there, I, may, I, I, I get the party started. And you don't even notice. You don't even, I, and the thing is, is I didn't even realize how I did it. It's, it's such an innate thing. It just happens without me even fucking controlling it. It just happens. To, for me to acknowledge this is kind of weird now. But yeah, I'll bring up a topic. People will go on it. I'll, I'll, I'll add to it. But then again, here's the, here's the key. Here's the key. Here's the hook. Morning. Here's the hook. I, I eventually let it go and let, let the other other participants talk and I, and I want to listen. I want to hear their stories and, and, and I hear their jokes, whether they're corny or sometimes unfunny and I'll give them the charity chuckle. And you know, the, with the, you don't want to know what the charity chuckle is. The charity chuckle is anytime. And cause we all do this. An unfunny motherfucker tells you something and then they're <laughs> laughing and you, <laughs> you give them the charity chuckle. I keep saying no more charity chuckles. But what I've decided is, is that the no more charity chuckles will be, will be only instituted at home. Yeah, only at home because I can't do that shit. I don't want to be fucking fake at home. I want to just live at home. I just want to be comfortable and be me. So anytime my wife tells me some corny, boring, stupid joke, I'm, I'll acknowledge it, but I'm not going to laugh at it anymore. Uh, maybe on the outside with like close friends, maybe I'll do this exact same thing. Maybe because not everybody... Not everybody is built for it. Some people are a little bit too emotional and sensitive. You know, they throw out their corny, stupid, boring-ass joke, and then you don't laugh at it, and then now you got an issue. Now you got a beef. Now I don't want beef in life unless I'm eating it, and it's a ribeye steak or whatever. Yeah. And I have so trailed off the subject that, and the thing is, is I don't care. I'm talking about me. Top three. Good morning. Morning. Top three. Yeah. I noticed that. When I'm there, I make it better. So we're gonna we're gonna stop on that on that point because I hit another point that I found kind of interesting. I don't have beef, meat, ribeye. I'll have a ribeye with anybody. Which comes to the real, the real portion of of this podcast. Well, it's not portion, but something. Fuck it. We're gonna let's get serious. You know what I'm saying? It's my shit. I'm gonna talk about what I want to talk about. So hey, let's do this. So oh, hey, was sick. Just got back, perirectal abscess. If you listen to other pro- other podcasts, yeah, I had that. I I talked about it. I'm not gonna go over it again. Um, but through that journey, I found out I'm um I'm diabetic. I'm diabetic now, motherfuckers. Yeah, and it's some heavy shit, dude. It it's life changing. Yeah. I mean, when you hear diabetes and somebody is diabetic, I mean, maybe it's because I work in the healthcare field, but you're like, okay. And, the, and for me, working all those years in the ERs, the, the, I would, a lot of times I'd hear the word diabetic, I would hear non-compliant attached back to it. I might get kind of emotional doing this, but fuck it. Yeah. I'll just lay it down. Who knows if I'll put this up. No, I think I'm going to. But 
okay, diabetic, non-compliant, meaning they don't do what the fuck they're, they're meant, they, they were supposed to do. And now they're here in the ER with already one amputated leg and amputated foot. And then the other one's got gangrene feet, which means they just haven't been doing shit. And I remember, you know, talking about it, making jokes about it. And, you know, it's one of those things that I don't know if I am going to release this. Nah, I think you really have to. Yeah, dude, well, I'm getting cold feet like a motherfucker, but fuck it. Steam forward. I guess when I would see these individuals come, I used to talk shit and look down upon them. Like, how could you look? You know you have this thing. Why don't you take care of it? Because, man, being diabetic is, it's a light. It's, dude, it's an everyday, it's a, it's a 60 minutes out of every hour, one hour out of every day, one day out of every day of your life journey. You're living this every day. You don't, you do, you don't just get a shot and boom you don't worry about it no man it's you're constantly trying to maintain your blood sugars and i'm not a doctor i'm still learning it all i worked in healthcare but it's dude it's your blood uh, you have an elevated blood sugar which is what i am i'm a type 2 diabetic i've developed it i went to the point meetings and i was pre-diabetic and i'm there full blown and keeping your blood sugar maintained is something I have to do all the time. Just like I have high blood pressure, I have to take medication. I have to maintain that all the time because if I don't maintain those two things, they just do wreck my body. And that's when you end up with the with the non-compliant diabetic problems, with the with the amputated legs and feet, and with the with the blown out kidneys, with the with the bad eye problems, the blood pressure. I've had that since I was in my fucking twenties. And people are like, "What are you mixed with? Fucking blackness, high blood pressure." <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Now diabetes. Yeah. So that's the that that's been the conundrum. You know, I'm checking looking at my blood sugars, looking at what what certain foods and I don't like a lot of everything, you know. I mean the first drawback is is that you're just like, alright, well, alright, sugar, I can't really fuck with you like that anymore, but man, I'm starting to learn it's a whole metabolic thing. Yeah, I'm on, they, I'm on the metformin, and now I'm starting this Jardian shit that I started, and, and it dropped my blood sugar one day to, like, in the, it was below 100, so I was like, oh, fuck. But, the, dude, it's just, it, 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 I keep trying to, like, find a, a fix for this that I can just do every day, but I'm, what I'm really starting to realize is, it's like, yeah, your food choice, I can eat every single thing perfect, and my blood sugar will still elevate. I can have days to where I somewhat maintain and kind of eat kind of shitty but look up and my blood sugar is good so dude i'm still trying to figure this shit out it's frustrating at times you know those are the names the positives are man like i said i've quit out of soda's gone that's the one that's i would say completely gone from my life i i mean here i'm here and there i'll I'll drink a not even a whole soda maybe a half of a half of a soda maybe did i drink one last night nah yeah i got half a soda here and there, I'll do. But for the most part, I'm do with that, dude. I'm dropping away. I wanted to get down to 175. I'm 170 now. But now I'm looking at myself, and I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm looking at the scale. I'm looking, I get up, and I look, and I step on the scale, and I'm like, ooh, shit, love that number. Then I look up, and I'm like, oh, shit, don't like the... B-. I'm starting to look kind of gangly and bony, so um, it's going to be time to start... B- I want to hit the weights. 
I'm going to still do the cardio thing, but I'm going to hit the weights. I'm weight training is definitely, but all right. So we're trailing off. And the other thing is, is like I said, it's making me having to, I can't eat sugars. I'm having to, you know, select the right things to eat. So it's in a, in a way it's taken the onus out of me to be able to have whatever I want and just show self-control. I don't have that with certain things. In my ha- it's like you either do it this way or you don't do it. And in a way, I kind of like that because in the way by following all this, not only will my body, my blood sugars and everything be healthy, but so will I inside and out. Um, but yeah, I, there's still people I haven't even really told about this being diabetic thing. Good morning. At first, I didn't want to tell anybody. Yeah, I didn't want to tell anybody because I'm, I don't want to talk about my shit, but with this one, I kind of feel like I've been telling every people, all the people I work with and, you know, telling my mom, I didn't want to tell her at first because she fucking worries about everything, but she took it really well. You know, I assume you assume some people in your life aren't aren't strong enough to to be able to handle certain things. But then you find out once you talk to them, oh, they're strong enough. It's you with the issue. Yeah. So I've been told there's a couple of people I still need to tell and maybe they'll find out via this um, this podcast. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I think that. uh I definitely came to this, I came to this conclusion about this whole situation er, very early on when I had a moment where I kind of broke down, where I was like, fuck, man, what else? Another thing on me? How, How can I do this to where I talk about it all the time? I talk about the fact that I'm, I know I'm not going to be living in my 80s or 90s now for sure with this. This is one more thing. I mean, because I can maintain as much as I want. But the truth of the matter is, is that it's, I, I'm, I have damage done to my body that other people don't. And even if I had, and while taking the medication may limit some of the problems. And the, it, medication is a drawback to everything, <laughs> which is... Which is a, a funny story that I can come up with during this journey. Uh, so obviously sugars, you know. So when I when I'm still I'm still trying to figure out like certain diet choices. I thought, man, dude, every now and then you just want something sweet. So I thought, ooh, sugar free. I tried diet shit. Diet shit that aftertaste. I can't fuck with it. It just the aftertaste f- just fucks with me. I tried to water down Gatorade Zero, but yeah, I can't get past that aftertaste. You know, but so I decided, hey, I can have sugar free shit. So, you know, I got these sugar free, um, like halls, like defense things. Those, you know, and then I had sugar free mints, thin mints, like, you know, like, was it, what's the one mint? York, York peppermint pad. Love those. But these are like a different brand. Well, I start gobbling those down. And I remember. I was gobbling those, was eating the sugar-free candy or whatever. And I remember the, the day I was doing the one day, I was like, God damn, I got the, really got the shits today. And I head to the toilet, and it, and it was it's some of that diarrhea to where, like, it ain't just like a little, it's like I'm pouring shit, I'm pissing shit out of my ass type of diarrhea. Yeah. And talking to my wife, and I was like, yeah, dude, you know, the whole sugar thing, I can figure that out. And, you know, maybe I can, I can eat sugar-free shit. I can supplement that. That should be hard or whatever. She's like, yeah, but you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't 
eat too much of that stuff at one time because I'm like, well, what happens? What diarrhea? I'm like, huh? Where the fuck were you before that first box of mints? So yeah, that <laughs> you you could do because it's for every action. There's a fucking reaction. There might, you know, the truth be known, there might be some real gold in this diabetes shit. Talking about your life, maybe maybe this'll hit the stage somehow. You know, um, yeah, if uh, you've noticed a change in the uh, quality, it's because I'm home now, and I. It's actually a day later too, but um, here it's all. I just want to add this one part to it is that the one major thing that this whole diabetes thing has definitely made me kind of come to realize is that like, <clears throat> um, we've all got a finite amount of years we're gonna live. And for whatever reason, I stood, I, I, I'm not, I know I'm not going to make it to my 80s or 90s. Um, I knew that. But now with, with this, it's just one more thing stacked up against me that's probably going to take me down quicker than it would a person without it. So it's like you think, he's like, well, fuck, okay. What, I got 20 years maybe? 20? 25 if I'm lucky? 25, 30 years if I'm lucky? So it's like... And it sounds fucking corny, but it's almost like, hey, your end, you can see your end. And so you can't, after this point, you can't live with fucking regrets. You can't. It's it's like you got to you gotta seize every, I don't want to say seize every moment, but you got to take advantage of every moment. They can't, you can't have any more of those coulda, shoulda, wish I would have done this moments. You got to fucking go for it, man. It almost reminded, it, it like, and, it, and this is going to sound corny, but hey, man. It reminded me of this of this thing. I saw this thing on internet, Lady Gaga and um, Howard Stern. But yeah, that's how I'm going to end this segment. Gaga, go ahead, please. This is about your grandfather. Yeah, it's about my And grandpa. this is the song that and came out of it. You know, it's also about... Um, it's about also knowing in your heart that... You may never reach that glorious moment until you die. So live life on the edge, you know, halfway between heaven and hell. And let's all dance in the middle in purgatory. I decided I wasn't going to um, bore you with the song. Or maybe I will. I think I am. There ain't no reason you and me should be alone. Tonight, yeah, baby. Tonight, yeah, baby. Shut up. But I got a reason that you should take me home tonight. All right, all right. I should stop. I'm fucking it up. Yeah, I'm gonna stop. Yeah, stop. I want you to talk about the tequila. To feel the rush, I'm gonna run right to to the edge with you, where we can both fall far in love. I'm on the edge of glory, and I'm hanging on a moment of truth. Hey, you know.
I love the faces she makes too. She's fucking feeling it. Like when a singer's really killing it, man, they make that face. Like if it's a guitar player, like they got a shit, they're really feeling it, man. She's got she's got like a growl too as she'll do. about the tequila all right that's it i love that song i love that version of that song because there's like a fast version she like slowed it up man that, that that's a talented broad right there all the wigs and all this shit man really talented i fucking dig her yeah we're supposed to talk about sports i might get to sports eventually i might uh, like i said i'd get to sports but hey fucking did i already talk about kanye west getting a divorce i think i did well he is well I, they're, they're saying he is it's like shit man kardashian's got like four kids with that nut job i wonder what the final straw was i mean because i couldn't even imagine that dude that dude does he's got serious serious problems he's a wealthy crazy person right lots of those um yeah uh I already talked about Dr. Dre, the Detox album. Can we get one of them? January 6th, the day that the Trumpites decided, you know what? We've had enough that you guys stole the fucking election from from the master himself, Trump. So we're storming the Capitol. I had heard stories about it, but man, you see the pictures because I didn't really watch a lot of that shit. I was like, you know what, dude? My thinking is, is a had an election. He lost. He's been raging against against everybody ever since via social media. And and I, I he's still talking about yeah, trying to get and then, then he's calling governor of Georgia. Tell him hey, you can need to find 100,000 votes. I mean, don't get do. I do believe there was probably some voter fraud. And, you know, and I do believe that there's a big faction to get hit against him. But, yeah, that's the way it is when you're the president and you're such a polarizing president. But like the division that it that it's I mean, God, our country's so divided. That's why I'm not I'm, I don't even want to I'm, I'm not tuning into it. I don't care. He's done. He's done. He, he does all that. It's people, there's people. There's pictures of people fucking climbing the walls at the White House. They got in. How the fuck did they get in? I mean, you can't shoot. They couldn't have shot him with tear gas or slapped them all in the ba face like babies. I don't get it. I don't get, uh, yeah, and then then you got, you know, the both sides, because it's mo it's white folks is what it was, there were no black folks, and you got black folks, and those were some niggas, they'd have been shot, probably. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. You're telling me, like, they don't have enough, they're saying they don't have enough personnel, where the fuck is the Secret Service, what, where, where are all these paramilitary, I mean, they said that you had, you had senators that were fucking um, sheltering in their offices, like, underneath the desk, scared. Apparently somebody, I mean, and some of these things I'm hearing from my wife, because my wife is all about it. She's all over it. She might as well be a fucking correspondent for this shit. Yeah. I mean, but it eventually he ceased, and apparently he's getting kicked off of Twitter and, and um, Facebook. And you say to you, and it took all this to do that, and then you got all those little buddies are dropping away because they're like, dude, hey. And the fact that they're, they're, they're cutting him off of Twitter and Facebook is because 
basically when you cut him off like that that's his way to send out his word to communicate with his with his followers he dude dude he's a powerful individual make no bones about it very powerful individual I mean, people listen to him. I mean, why don't you just, he just, he should just go pick up his shit, find a deserted island somewhere, and him and all his followers could live there. Yeah, 45. Now he's, now he's like, oh yeah, we'll have a peaceful transition January 23rd. I bet they probably sent like some of the, the, the CIA black bag dudes and showed up and that dude came into his room and it was pitch black and them dude comes stepping out of the back like Batman. I'm Batman. Look here, 45. I've had enough of you, 45. Yes. I talk like this because I'm constipated, not because I'm Batman. Why do they all got to talk in that voice? I don't know. But what I do know is 20th, he'll be out. And then we'll have, there'll be other shit to bitch about. Fucking politics. Fucking playoffs. Fucking playoffs. I, I think I already said early on, because uh, the first, first game Saturday, 10 a.m., Colts, Bills, I'm, I'm calling Colts because everyone's jocking the Bills so much. And don't get me wrong, the Bills, the Bills definitely, like, they, de they, they deserve all the adulation. They do. But, like, they haven't done anything yet. And it's like, we're, they're already, we're already giving them a coronation. They haven't done anything yet. They're not, and I don't give a fuck what anybody says, they're not the best team in the AFC. The Chiefs are. Yeah. So, yeah. There, you heard it first, yeah. Put it in. Put it in the book. Colts beat Bills. Rams, Seahawks. I don't really care what the outcome of this game is, but I'm thinking Seahawks because I don't think Jared Goff is even playing. And even if he did, that guy's shit lately. Uh, say what you want. I mean, you look at the 12 and 6 records at the, at the uh, Seahawks, and like they're that good. I know Russ. I know the, the let let Russ cook thing didn't work. They that guy fucked me in my fantasy uh, fantasy football team this year. He was shit the last four or five games. So I'm, but I'm still gonna team wise. I'm still gonna give it to the Seahawks. They're they're gonna win that. I'm not giving you points. I'm not look. I'm not giving. I'm not gonna give it. Give you point spreads and all that. I'm just looking at the games that are coming up, and I'm telling you who I think is gonna win. Bucks, Washington Redskins. Get the fuck out of here. The Buccaneers with with with, with Tommy Brady are gonna or Tampa are, are gonna roll right over the wa the, the the Washington football team who should not even have gotten in. I mean, we all saw that that bullshit. Eagles just laying down, pulling, pulling, pulling. Went, uh, was it uh, hurts out, and then putting in Sud failed, who fucked it up, and it fucked up the chances for the Giants to go. Not that it mattered. That whole division is a dumpster fire. It was it the NFC East? Yeah. Who cares who goes? They're good. Like I said, it's gonna end great here. It's a good story. Bad team had to change their name. Horrible season. Quarterbacks get taken out. They end with Alex Smith, who's who who was told he would, may not even walk again. Now he's starting a football game, but not very not very good. So yeah, they'll be done with that. Sunday got Ravens Titans, another good one. I I, I think it's going to be the same as last year. I think the Titans are going to run right over the Ravens. The the Ravens, man. All you got to do is get a lead on them and make them have to start throwing the ball because it's not something they do well. They don't play well from behind. Lamar showed that. Like last year, he was fucking super dominant, man. He was stepping over people. He was like a man amongst boys. He got in that playoff game against the Titans. They got a lead, and you could see it. You could see it. They just completely unraveled. Yeah. Bears, Saints. How the fuck did Teddy Trubisky, how did Br Trubisky get in the playoffs? 
I don't know. The Bears somehow came, got into the playoffs, and they got in just to be able to get their asses kicked by the Saints. But then again, you got Drew Brees, who this should be your last fucking season, bro. You should even have came back this season with the. I mean, the way you got crushed, you broken ribs. You're in your forties. You don't heal the same. That guy licks his fingers a ton before he gets the football. Yeah. Browns Steelers. Duh, Steelers. I think I don't think the Browns. I don't think they're gonna have enough because apparently their head coach Stefanski, who's done a, a an amazing job getting the Browns back to the playoffs. I don't think that they're gonna have anything for the Steelers. Steelers are gonna they're gonna release the Hounds. Um, yeah, Steelers. That's the first weekend slate of games. I mean, so there's not really anything to talk about the rest of it. Left that I didn't realize I could could wrap those up that quick, but I did. And, um, hey, we'll check back in next week. Because I think that's my, my, my thing. Usually one, I do one podcast a week. Sarcastically speaking about sports. Good night, y'all. That's that headhunter production. You don't know nothing about that headhunter. Headhunter, son.